Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is the second in our series on creeds. Today we will be talking about the Athanasian Creed. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hook and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so why the Athanasian Creed of the three? Why are we starting here? Because it's the one that no one knows. <laughs> well, that's fair. <laughs> It'll be the shortest podcast. <laughs> the shortest podcast about the longest creed. Okay, so it is the longest then? <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Of the three historic creeds, the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian, the Athanasian is very long. I remember thinking in catechism class that if I could memorize the Nicene Creed, it would be really good (laughs) because then I know I could pass everything. I'm not even sure I could tell you what the Athanasian Creed is. (laughs) Well, it's really long. Okay. And let's just put it this way. What I find very interesting is that in the new hymnal that the ELCA published, they didn't put the Athanasian Creed in. They just left it out. They left it out. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, it's still a part of our ordination and consecration rites. Okay. That we have to preach and teach in accordance with the Apostles, the Nicene, and the Athanasian Creed. That's one of our questions okay. as a part of it. But yeah, the Athanasian Creed isn't even in our hymnal anymore. Nice. Okay, so who wrote it? Where does it come from? It comes from an early church debate between Arius and Athanasius. Okay. So... Arius and Athanasius were two leaders in the early, early church who talked about the understanding of who Jesus was. Okay. And Arius believed that Jesus was fully human. Okay. Full stop. Nothing magical about him. Nothing divine. Athanasius believed that Jesus was fully divine and fully human. Okay, how do you reconcile the miracles and whatnot if you're full human? Power of God through you? Power of God through you. Okay. But not having a divine... Power of your own. Right. Okay. Right, I guess. Arius didn't win. (laughs) (laughs) You don't say, given the name of the creed. In this debate, Arius didn't win. Actually, Arius ends up dead. Oh, Oh, that's a really big way to lose. We're talking high stakes here. We're talking, you know, a time in the church where heresy gets you not living. Mm -hmm. So you get to meet your Lord faster. Mm. And so Arius and Athanasius had this back and forth thing in the early church. I believe that they were both bishops. One would exile the other and one would come back. And it was this really tumultuous time. And at the end of the day... Athanasius won the debates. Okay. And Arius was declared the final heretic and lost life. And so Athanasius then, his creed is this opportunity to really write out this understanding of Jesus being fully human and fully divine at the same time. Now, do you know if it was... The battle of the creeds in written form or just the ideas and then the winner gets to write the creed post? I don't know. Okay. So I am trying to think back on my history lessons. and Sure. I re-upped this part of my Christian history, but that was still six years ago that I did that. So nope, that's fair. I know that there were actually public debates. Okay. And within these public debates, these two argued 
the creed itself then comes out of this afterwards. Oh, that's totally fair. What I have with us today mm-hmm. is the LBW, which is the Green Hymnal, which mm-hmm. is our last hymnal, and it does have the Athanasian Creed in it. That is a long one. Yeah, it's really long. So what is interesting is it follows the normal creedal structure that we talk about God as creator, God as Jesus, and God as Holy Spirit. We touched on that last time when we were talking about the difference between a creed and an affirmation of faith. And even affirmations of faith will follow that, okay. but we'll always pull in the Trinity kind of language. Okay. But what is interesting about this one is it just kind of keeps going. And a lot of this is establishing the idea of the Trinity as well. Okay. I think that was part and parcel of this debate as well, is that the Trinity is one thing. So an entire section is this, now this is the Catholic faith. Catholic with a small c, okay. meaning universal faith. We worship one God in Trinity and the Trinity in unity, neither confusing the persons nor dividing the divine being. For the Father is one person, the Son is another, and the Spirit is still another. But the deity of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is one, equal in glory, co-eternal in majesty. What the Father is, the Son is, and so is the Holy Spirit. Uncreated is the Father... Uncreated is the Son, uncreated is the Spirit. The Father is infinite, the Son is infinite, the Holy Spirit is infinite. And it goes on. I definitely did not try to memorize that. (laughs) On and on and on. Like half a page later, we still have, Thus there is one Father, not three fathers, one Son, not three sons, one Holy Spirit, not three spirits. And in this Trinity, no one is before or after, greater or less than the other, but all three persons are in themselves co-eternal and co-equal. And so we must worship the Trinity in unity and the one God in three persons. This sounds like somebody trying to have a debate of semantics with a four-year-old <laughs> and that you're trying to be as specific as possible so there's absolutely no confusion. Right? Don't question me anymore, please. We're really talking about how... so. Jesus is fully divine, which means Jesus is a part of the Trinity, which means the Trinity is one God, but it's three distinct. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on, trying Mm -hmm. to make sense of something that is really hard to make sense of. When was the last time this thing was used regularly? I don't know if it ever was. Yeah? I mean, I I honestly don't know. I don't know. You've never used Mm -mm. it in a... No. Okay. I've never used it in worship service. And... I think I've heard some pastors joke about using it in a worship service, like maybe on Trinity Sunday. Sure. But it's really long. Okay. Like I can't stress how long this is. No, no. It's two columns, page and a half, and this is some fairly small fine print. So it becomes prohibitive in worship in some ways, unless, I mean, you totally could use it. It could be used. It's going to take you a good 20 minutes to read that out as a group, though. Maybe at least five to ten. It's yeah, gonna take a time, and it's really hard mm-hmm. to really understand. Like if you're just focusing on keeping up with your neighbor and reading the next word, because you're focusing on reading aloud instead of trying to well, understand that's what I'm the saying. content. Especially in a group setting, it's gonna yeah. take a while. Yeah, is this something that everybody has sort of said we don't need? And by everybody, I mean everybody denomination wise that uses creeds. I've never 
had much of a conversation with folks about the Athanasian. I okay. don't know if the Athanasian goes across to the Protestant and the Roman Catholic and the other denominations as well. I would presume as one of the three historic creeds that it does, but I've never had a conversation with anyone other than with slight jest of, oh, the really long one that no one uses. So what about in seminary? How often did it show up there? Never. Never? Nope. So you had to go digging on your own if you wanted to figure it out? I mean, it was part like we could read it, but we didn't even really discuss it. We didn't have a big, long conversation about it. We didn't dig into why it was, what it was, or how it was. It wasn't until later in my ministry that I'm like, okay, if I'm... Well, and I guess I would say, before I was ordained, knowing that I would have to say, yes, I will preach and teach in accordance with the Athanasian Creed... Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of looking at it ahead of time because I wanted to be in my integrity saying yes to that. This is where if I was the other dude who lost, I would be mad. (laughs) I lost. I gave up my life and nobody even knows why anymore. (laughs) But it is, I mean, it's a fascinating. It is. Because it's clear here what Athanasius is trying to really establish is this idea of the Trinity. And that's really at stake And if Jesus is fully human, how can Jesus be a part of a Trinitarian God? Mm -hmm. And so that kind of level of understanding of who God is to us, we don't think about it much because we don't think about that level of theology very much anymore because we're 2,000 years down the road. Sure. But in the beginning of our faith, this stuff was really confusing and was life or death. Other than its length, is there any other way that it differs from the other creeds? In this kind of repetitive making certain that you know who is who and what is what, Mm -hmm. I think that is very unique in it. While it does tell some of the story of Jesus, it doesn't talk about communion or forgiveness of sins or resurrection of the body. It doesn't talk about some of those pieces either. Interesting. It really is focused on the relationship of the Trinity. Huh. My last question to you then is this. If this is something that is more academic, is this something that you bust out like confirmation time Mm -hmm. for students? Or is it something you've never decided to do a Bible study or something on? I have actually never taught it. No? Never taught it, never used it in worship. People are already challenged enough by just the Apostles' Creed. (laughs) And so I've done... Yeah, but you're also taking out half the resurrection and whatnot. Well, yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's so esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. It's not used much. Not even on Trinity Sunday, you're not going to bust it out. (laughs) No, I'm really not. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about the Athanasian Creed. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you for listening along. Go ahead and take a look at that Athanasian Creed. Look it up. See what you think. If you have questions, comments, or thoughts, or want to dig into it sometime, let us know. You can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org or leave us a message on Facebook. We would love to hear from you. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.